3: Grace Curley.
1: You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and The Spectator. Especially
4: Grace, Grace, stand up.
1: Here's the millennial with the mic, Grace Curley.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. Happy Friday. I hope you're all so excited for this weekend, but we still have a little work to do before we get there. And we are going to get you through your work day. Very, very quickly, time flies here at the Grace Curly Show. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about. You know, I, I almost forgot, but luckily Jared came into my office today, right after he brought in a bunch of bagels for his co-workers. He then told us what an important day it is. Some of us just pass through this day on the calendar. We don't even think twice, but not Jared.
4: Yes, happy insurrection eve to those who celebrate. It is the and observe.
0: It is the eve of what I would say for the media is their most important... Actually, I saw today in the Babylon Bee a photo of Adam Kinzinger. Yeah. And it was him opening up presents, and it said, Adam Kinzinger's mom says he can open one gift on January 6th Eve. And, of course, he was... The, the photo of him looked... He, he, was, he was beyond excited. Because this is a big day. You know what, though? I was wondering, Jared, and, and I would love your take on this because... I've been thinking about it all week. So a good friend of mine, her birthday's in January, and her husband had said, hey, this this weekend, January 6th, I want you guys to go out, take her to a bar, go to all your old spots, have a lot of fun, party on. And so I've known because of that that January 6th fell on a Saturday, and I've been thinking about that for like two weeks, as, as opposed to, you know, if I didn't have a plan, I probably would have just figured it out this week. And I kept thinking, like, does that, that's got to bother them. Don't you think, like, that has to bother the people at CNN? Because if it falls on a Wednesday, I guess it's almost a little bit like the birthday thing at school. Do you want your birthday to fall on a weekday so all your classmates have to say happy birthday and the teacher might acknowledge it and maybe your mom brings in donuts? Yes, mom, I still remember the year you did that. It was awesome. Or do you have it on the weekend you don't have to go to school? Which one do you want? I think in the case of January 6th, if they're not talking about it, no one's talking about it. Do do you know what I'm saying? Only Mika Brzezinski and Jonathan Curl and Jake Tapper and Keith Olbermann. Obviously, he's not on TV somewhere. You know, he's tweeting away with his dogs in a basement. But if those people aren't talking about it, it's like a tree in the forest. It doesn't exist. So I have to imagine that this is an off year for them. You know that they're not liking that this is falling on a Saturday.
4: Yeah, that nobody is going to care or pay attention to this, and nobody's watching them on the week. Nobody's watching them during the week, but on the weekend, it's even, even worse. worse. And especially in the Northeast, a big storm coming in this weekend, so the Weather Channel is going to steal all the insurrection Why? thunder. Yeah.
0: They can't catch a, weather a break. weather Insurrection. They can't catch a break. Jeez, Louise. We'll talk about that. Um, it's been three Luckily, years. Luckily, if you
4: get snowed in, I'm sure you can still find the uh, January 6th committee somewhere on YouTube or something like that if you really want to depress yourself.
0: Well, well, this is, this is really tough for CNN especially because they're not in the airports anymore either. So they're really just going to be... It's like when I did college radio and the signal would cut out and they would say, uh, yeah, you were just talking to yourself for three hours. And I would say, wait, no one was listening. That's going to be at CNN. They're all going to be talking. Maybe Liz Cheney. I hope she's got the weekend cleared out because she's going to be a hot commodity this Saturday. I have a feeling. We'll talk about that. But what I really want to start with today is that there was a second document dump as far as this Jeffrey Epstein uh, deposition related treasure trove of information that has been released. We got a second one yesterday. And there were a few new stories in it. Again, there's there's some people that are mentioned where it's really a, an exoneration of those people so far. And then there's other people who you're you're getting a sense that they were very close with Jeffrey Epstein, and perhaps they knew more than they let on. Now, Bill Clinton, there was an interesting story about him. And I want to talk about this because this is from the New York Post, and it's Emily Crane, Priscilla DeGregory, and Ben Kochman, and it says Former President Bill Clinton, who I, Jared, besides Prince Andrew, which we all knew Prince Andrew was, I mean, we've all known that Bill Clinton is a strange dude as well, but I would say besides Prince Andrew, Bill Clinton came off the worst. And and Taylor did a poll question yesterday, and I think his poll question was, which one of these names in the document dump surprised you the most? And obviously, a lot of people chose Stephen Hawking, and I would agree with that. But another interesting way to look at this is which person, which person came off the worst from what we now have. And I would say it's Prince Andrew at number one, Bill Clinton at number two. It says that former President Bill Clinton allegedly stormed into the Vanity Fair newsroom and threatened staffers to not publish stories about sex trafficking allegations against his, quote, good friend, Jeffrey Epstein. Now, the claim about Clinton was mentioned by Epstein accuser Virginia Giuffre in a 2011 email exchange with a journalist from the Daily Mail, Sharon Churcher. So I'm going to read you the email. But this actually ties in, Jared, to what we were talking about yesterday, which is just because it's in this deposition doesn't mean it actually happened. This is her version of events. I'm not here to discredit this woman or to... um, make her out to be an unreliable narrator, but just like anybody else, it's her word against other people's words. So you have to keep that in mind. This isn't like an investigation where all of these charges she's made have been proven true. Um, A lot of this stuff, there's a back and forth about whether or not it is actually what happened. So the scribe was advising Virginia on whether to do an interview and sell a photo to the publication. Churcher, that's a woman from the Daily Mail, was offering to help her land a book deal at the time. When I was doing re- some research into Vanity Fair yesterday, it does concern me what they could want to write about me, considering that B. Clinton, this is from Virginia, walked into VF and threatened them not to write sex trafficking articles about his good friend J.E., Obviously Jeffrey Epstein. It's unclear where Virginia learned of the alleged threats and former Vanity Fair editor Graydon Carter told The Telegraph on Thursday this categorically did not happen. Okay, so this... When I first read this, I thought, if Bill Clinton, if Bubba, stormed into a newsroom and told them not to write about Jeffrey Epstein... And then all of the reporters at Vanity Fair actually listened to him and nobody leaked that. Then the media is somehow the reputation of the media, which is already so low, somehow just got lower. Like when I first saw this headline, I thought, how, how bad are these reporters that a former president walks in? And starts yelling at you, don't publish, don't publish any stories about my friend, Jeffrey Epstein. And you actually follow his direction. That, that part of it, I, and I know you're probably saying to yourself, Grace, they suck. Are you, are you kidding me, Grace? They made up the Russia hoax. They make things up about people they don't like. They covered up for Hunter Biden. They said it was disinformation. I know that. I know that. And yet... I still have trouble believing that it's that bad. There's not one person in a newsroom who goes, oh, I got to tell somebody about this. This was crazy. This was crazy. Now, the editor says categorically did not happen. Maybe he wasn't there that day, though. You know, Jared, sometimes the editors, they get to work from home. They get to go somewhere else. Perhaps he wasn't privy to this. Now, parts of this that I don't believe, though, I don't believe that Bill Clinton would make the effort to go somewhere in person like that. It it sounds good. It sounds cool that he would show up and start screaming at people. I, I don't know if I believe it, though. So this is the big story, though, from what I've read from the second batch. They're saying that there's going to be another batch released today and then another batch released on Monday. So we are going to keep you posted on everything we learn any new stories that come from this, we are awaiting the next release of all of these Jeffrey Epstein-related documents. Now, it says a Clinton spokesperson referred the Post to a 2019 statement. That's how confident the Clintons are. They don't even come up with a new statement for this stuff. They don't even bother to draft up. They don't get the uh, Microsoft Word popped up. They don't even get the Notes app on the phone and start typing up something new. They just go, hey... We got one from 2019. You guys can check that out. That's the arrogance of the Clintons. They're not afraid of anyone. They are not going to be intimidated by these stories. Can't even bother to come up with a new statement. Check out our 2019 post. That should handle it. And that 2019 post, by the way, says that the former president knows nothing about the terrible crimes Epstein pleaded guilty to and was accused of and that he hadn't spoken to the known pedophile in well over a decade. In the same statement, the spokesman said Clinton took a total of four trips on Epstein's plane in 2002 and 2003 in connection to work for the Clinton Foundation. What part of the Clinton Foundation, though, required him to get a back massage from someone at the airport? Like, I'm just I and to be honest, I don't know about all of the. I know about Haiti, but I don't know that much about the Clinton Foundation. I don't know about the positives. So perhaps there was something where he was doing like really heavy lifting and he needed a back massage. But otherwise, I don't understand. I don't understand that part of it. You know what they missed on that statement, though, Jared? They missed the idea of like, oh, me, knowing Jeffrey Epstein was the biggest regret of my life. That's what all of these weirdos keep saying. It's like the standing head, like he was the biggest regret of my life. You don't say, hmm. It's crazy that only now that all of his crimes are being exposed, that now he was the biggest regret of your life. They all write that in. They're like, I am so sorry. I had no idea. Meeting with Jeffrey Epstein over and over again for decades was the greatest mistake of my life. Well, I guess better late than never hmm 844 also we got a little bit of it's friday so you might think slow news day but we got a little bit of uh palace intrigue happening at the white house it's finally all the tea is starting to spill and i appreciate that kjp and john kirby are supposedly at each other's throats they both want to be at the podium Isn't that amazing? Like when you when you think about how terrible, especially KJP. I mean, they're both bad, but compared to KJP, John Kirby is the greatest orator of her time. Um, But when you watch KJP, I always feel like she must be dying to get out of there because of how incompetent she is, how she can't answer even the most basic questions. But apparently she wants more time. Apparently she thinks that she's not getting enough time at the mic. Which imagine what she could do if she was just given like 10 more minutes. What is she going to, how much more floundering can we watch all at once? But I guess they, John Kirby wants this job. There's rumblings that like he's always wanted to be press secretary. And KJP has no plans of going anywhere. She's actually hoping that if Biden wins, she stays on into the next four years. Because that's what we need. Not just four more years of Joe Biden. We need four more years of Kareem Jean-Pierre. But they're both fighting over this job. And I actually have a really good recommendation. I think they should both get kicked out. I've got a new person who should step in for Joe Biden, who would be the best spokesperson, the best press secretary. And uh, I'll tell you guys a little bit about that later. And I want to talk about Vivek Ramaswamy, because he I stand by what I said. You should not talk to the press unless you know how to handle them. And whether you like him or not, doesn't mean you have to agree with everything he says. Vivek Ramaswamy can handle the media. Really like no one I've ever seen. We're going to talk about that. We got great sound. And we got Brett Tolman coming up very, very soon in the one o'clock hour to talk all things Supreme Court, um, Trump's ballot bans. It's just going to be a great show. So stay with us. And if you are in that little post-holiday slump, I know that's easy to fall into, you might be feeling like you don't have anything to look forward to. This is why I always say for a good Christmas gift, book someone a trip because right after Christmas, things slow down really quickly. You go from being busy every single day, Christmas parties, holiday parties, and then all of a sudden it's this slowdown. But if you want a great place to travel and a, a nice little pick me up, you can go to the NASA Beach Inn. It's on Cape Cod, it's an incredible price. And most importantly, it's just a lovely place to be.
4: Yeah, it's uh, the most tranquil place that I've ever stayed. You've heard me say that, and I mean it. Uh, It's fantastic. Every room has a fireplace, so you can be cozy and a nice picture window. So you can look out. You can watch the ocean. I mean, your steps from the beach. You can take a walk on the beach during the winter on the Cape, which is a great time to do that. It's pet-friendly. You can bring your pets. Uh, You can watch the sunrise and sit outside at the fire pits while you have your morning coffee. You can see the moon. You can... See the stars. And like I always say, take my word for it because I'm an honest guy. But go to Howie Car Network and at Howie Car Show on X, all our social medias. You can actually see for yourself there. You get a little preview of what it's like down at the Nosset Beach, Inn and you'll see the things that I'm talking about. And it's just like Grace said, for this price, you're not going to find this price anywhere, let alone this price on the Cape.
0: Yeah, and you can reserve your ocean view room today. Go to NossetBeachIn.com. That's NossetBeachIn.com. We'll take your calls, whether it's about Epstein, the White House. We're going to talk illegal immigration at some point. 844-500-4242. So much to get to. Don't go anywhere.
1: You're listening to The Grace Curley Show. This is The Grace Curley Show.
0: People are hating on my sweatshirt, Jared. Asking me if I lost a bit. I don't typically wear this sweatshirt on the air. I try to keep it a little bit more dressy for the RumbleCam viewers. That's up for debate, but I don't usually wear sweatshirts. But this sweatshirt actually... San Francisco Giants, is from the 90s. My dad got this for me on a business trip in, like, 1993. And that's how good it's held up. So this is the most comfortable sweatshirt in the world. And I'm very proud of it. Uh, Let's do the poll question here. You know, I was just thinking, maybe I should have switched it up. Because what did I choose as a poll question here? Did I do something political?
4: Yes, kind of, sort of. It's about who handles the press better.
0: Okay, because now I'm wondering when I'm reading all this Epstein stuff and I can't stop focusing on the David Copperfield of it all, (laughs) what if we did a last-minute change to who's your favorite magician?
4: I don't think we should do that looking at the results.
0: Oh, really? Oh, it's tight? It is tight. I don't even remember what I had as a poll question, so I'm very impressed with myself. Okay, today's poll question is brought to you by Colette Tours and the November 16th listener getaway to Iceland with Caroline Levitt, who, by the way, will be filling in for me next week. But I also think we should try to get her on the show earlier in the week because there's just so much going on with the Trump campaign. For more information on how you can go on a trip with Caroline to Iceland, go to gracecurlyshow.com and click on the listener getaway banner. I came up with this poll question, and I am going to be just as surprised as you when I hear it. What is it, Jared?
4: Uh, Today's poll question, which you can vote in at gracecurlyshow.com, is who handles the press the best? Donald Trump or Vivek Ramaswamy?
0: I'm going to say, oh, and you know what? The guy on the Rumble cam, speaking of who hates me and thinks that I like really detest Donald Trump, which anyone who listens knows that's not true, this is going to further his point a little bit. So, yes, I'm, I'm ready for that. I am going to vote for Vivek. And it's just kind of, you know what it is, Jared? I do get a kick out of the way Trump handles the press. And perhaps it's because it's been a while since he's. Really been in charge that I haven't had those moments yet. Those da 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 da, you know that sound cut we play with the sunglasses. Oh yes, yeah. Where it's like, ooh, he he owns somebody. But I do like Vivek's style because it's very—he's very smart, and I appreciate that because I wouldn't be able to phrase things in the way <laughs> that sound. Trump has a lot of those moments, and I'm not denying that. Okay, so I'm not denying that. But Vivek has a way of articulating things that I admire because it would be hard for me to do in these kind of contentious moments. And I think that he is able to handle the press in a way where it doesn't. He never seems like he's the one yelling. He always seems like he's in charge. So I'm going with Vivek.
4: Right now, Vivek is at 49 percent. Whoa. And Donald Trump is at 51 percent.
0: No way. Yes. This is a good poll question. Damn, Grace, you still got it. We'll go back to this. um, And Vivek, if people miss this, remember the lady who got in a lot of trouble? She was this reporter. She got in a lot of trouble because she pointed out that John Fetterman John Fetterman wasn't in a great state of mind. And she basically got canceled. She lost her Democrat press pass for that. She's trying to gain it back by going after Vivek Ramaswamy. Bad move. Very bad move. We'll play that sound for you, and we've got so much more. Don't go anywhere.
1: Live from the Aviva Tratria Studio.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curly show. Okay, so we do have to get through some of the sound jared because it's just it's just beautiful. It's just beautiful. And the, the way I want to do this is I'm going to connect it all like some sort of giant spider web. We're going to start with KJP and John Kirby. So there is a scoop. I have to imagine. See, it doesn't say here in red state because they take scoops. Okay, this is Axios. I'm sorry. This is Axios. They got a little scoopage that there's tensions rising between John Kirby and Corrine Jean-Pierre. Some of the tension stems from how much time each gets at the podium each day, which I, again, find amazing. Every time either of these people, I call them the cleanup crew because KJP is supposed to clean up for Joe Biden and w- always makes more of a mess. John Kirby is supposed to come in and clean up for KJP. He also leaves just a trail of disaster wherever he goes. And then they have to start bringing in people really from the back bench, people you've never heard of. And I think that's when they're at their best is when it's someone that you have a hard time remembering, because then the story at that point is going to lose all its air. So you have KJP and Kirby who want this job. I guess Kirby's wanted it for a long time. It's been a dream of his. He wants to be press secretary. And I'm here to tell you all that I have a better option for the Biden administration. I saw an interview between Jake Tapper And Speaker Mike Johnson. And I've never seen someone carry water for the Biden administration more enthusiastically and with more passion than Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper is a political operative, and he really should go back to basics here. He should go back to his roots, and he should be in the White House. He has no business being on TV pretending to be any sort of journalist. And if you don't believe me, you will after you hear truth. So they're talking about illegal immigration and nobody wants to admit that this is Biden's fault. And yes, I'm going to say it. This is all Biden's fault. So instead what they do what Jake Tapper and the rest of the Democrats do is they try to bring up Trump. They try to make excuses for him and it just gets kind of pathetic. Like if I were Mike Johnson and he did a very good job with this, but if I were anyone going on these shows and this has happened occasionally, I'm trying to think of a, of a situation lately where it's happened, but I would really look at these people and say, are you, are you part of their campaign? Are you are you getting paid? Are you on the payroll? Because you should be. You should not be doing this level of groveling and you should not be embarrassing yourself without being on the payroll. Whatever CNN is paying you, you should also ask that from the Biden administration, because this is beyond. So let's start with cut three. Um, They're talking about whether or not biden's ever gone to the border and jake tapper wants to defend him because mike johnson said he hasn't been to the border and jake tapper biden's number one fan is there to tell you that he has been to the border cut three
3: jake the president should come to the border it, what, a, what an idea that would be he should talk to the I border patrol agents year, who are no. down here i the think morale he last year low.
2: FYI. yeah
3: well He went for a photo op. He should come and spend a couple of days like we have to be with the people here on the ground who are fighting this war on the border. That's effectively what it is.
0: I think he went last year. Yeah, he did go last year. They cleaned up the entire area so he could take like three photos in his button-down shirt and his blazer and then get out of town. He came to the border. He went to the border, Jake, so that idiots like you would have the talking point that he went to the border A- and you did exactly what he wanted. It's like the 51, inte- it's, it's the 51 intelligence agents writing that stupid letter about Hunter Biden disinformation. It's all in the hopes that morons will take that and run with it. And boy, oh boy, you guys never fail to disappoint. You always know, you know, you get the talking points. And you're loyal to him. You stick to the script like I've never seen. He he did go to the border, FYI. Oh, yeah. It really made such a difference when he took like a three-minute walk along the border. They cleared—you know, Jared, they cleared up that border, that little space for Joe Biden to do his photo op. They cleared that up better than they did San Francisco when uh, Xi Jinping came to town. They rolled out the red carpet— for joe biden the red carpet okay let's take cut four now um this this is where it gets really amazing because jake tapper is now going to try to convince you that you shouldn't be worried about people on the terror watch list this is cut four
3: jake the president should come to the border it, what a, what an idea that would be he should talk to the I border patrol agents year. who are yeah. down here I. yeah well he went for a photo op he should come and spend a couple of days like we have to be with the people here on the ground who are fighting this war on the border that's effectively what it is we have so many people jake seven million people have come into the country since Biden uh, walked into the Oval Office, and that's a a low estimate. Most people believe it may be twice that high. We have nearly two million gotaways that we know about, not to mention those who evaded capture. Over 300 uh, known terrorists apprehended at the border trying to come in. We don't know how many evaded uh, capture and and, uh, detection. They're in the country, potentially setting up terrorist cells everywhere.
0: Now, what you're about to hear. So Mike Johnson's just laying out facts. This is a problem for someone like Jake Tapper. The facts are getting in the way of Jake Tapper's feelings. And Jake Tapper's feelings are that Biden's doing okay. Biden deserves a break. He's a victim of circumstance. But what you're about to hear is what I believe AOC once described as missing the forest for the trees. Rather than admitting, yeah, we do have a problem if people on the terror watch list are getting into our country. Jake Tapper thinks it's a good time to split hairs. This is cut five.
2: So just, just one note on the terrorist thing. There aren't hundreds of known terrorists getting into the country. There are people uh, whose uh, identity have been flagged on a certain database. I just don't want people out there thinking that, you know, 200 members of Hamas have flown into the, into the country and we don't even know about it. It's a, it's a little hey, bit more complicated. Hey I'm, hey I'm, not, I'm not saying that it's not serious. I'm just saying these aren't necessarily terrorists.
3: That's the terrorist watch list, Jake. Right. It takes quite a bit to make that list, okay? These are dangerous people who are coming into the country, and we have hardened criminals who are coming from all these countries. Around.
0: Sweet Jesus, Jake. Take a look in the mirror and ask yourself, how did you get here? This, this reminds me of one of my— I shouldn't say favorite because it's horrible. All these stories are horrible. But to me, it really illustrated the ridiculousness of our current time is when I was reading a story about how— there was an isis linked smuggler who brought in all these uzbekistanis to the country and smuggled them in and we had no there was no way of keeping track of them like the the government was trying to find these people because they were brought in by an isis linked smuggler and in the story i was reading it kept saying things like just to be clear he's not an he's not a terrorist he just has sympathies with isis he's not a a member of isis he's not a card carrying member he's like a freelance kind of guy and he just has sympathies for the organization and i'm thinking Oh, sigh of flippin' relief, because I was about to get nervous there for a second. Oh, they're not, they're not necessarily terrorists. They just show up on the terror watch list. And here I was about to be worried, Jared. Here I was about to say things Silly have gotten person, out of hand. Yeah. yeah, you know what? You know what I feel? I feel foolish for blowing this out of proportion. They're just on the terror watch list. They're not necessarily Hamas. God, Mike Johnson, you know what he is? He's such a stickler. He, he's he's such a worrywart, worried about all these people. On way the,
4: too by the bookie, y- you know?
0: Yeah, like loosen up, man. What's a couple people on the terror watch list coming in? Can you prove that they're part of Hamas? And by the way, if I was Mike Johnson, I'd say, oh, Jake, do, do you guys at CNN not like Hamas? This is the first I'm hearing of it. Do you have a problem with Hamas? This is news to me. All right, let's take the last one, um, because, of course, it's not going to be an interview with Jake Tapper on CNN. And it's not going to be this pathetic unless he can work in, you guessed it, orange man bad. This is cut six.
2: The argument is that there's only so much a president can do. Even Donald Trump could not seal the border. Even when the Remain in Mexico policy was in place in 2019, there was still a migrant crisis. There was still a crisis uh, at the border. You might remember all those uh, TV ads that Donald Trump ran in 2018 about the caravan heading uh, into the United States. Uh, A lot of people say, this needs to be solved by Congress. You're the guys that write the laws. You're the ones in charge of asylum. And yes, President Trump or President Biden could do X, Y, or Z, but it's really up to Congress.
0: I don't have the strength on this Friday afternoon to explain what an idiot jay tapper sounds like right now you know what i would just say if i were mike johnson i'm not talking about donald trump you guys are always talking about donald trump you're always talking about donald trump it's not he's not the president are all these people members of QAnon? Like, do they think he's still the president? Because I was told that was a conservative thing. They're like, oh we, no, no conservatives have conceded the election. They don't understand that they're orange man, that their dictator isn't president anymore. I've, I have accepted that fact. Maybe all of you could accept the fact that it's your guy now. We're talking about your guy, Jake, the guy that you're defending right now, as if you're his press secretary. We're talking about him and by the way i don't remember any of these people on cnn or msnbc or the new york times or at ap ever giving trump that leeway jared anytime there was a situation at the border where the mamas were being ripped the babies were being ripped from their mama's arms i don't remember anyone saying well donald trump's doing the best he can but congress really needs to act do you did i miss that did i miss that news cycle that Donald Trump was trying his best, but he just can't catch a break. Or, or how about this? Does anyone remember anyone saying, you know, Donald Trump can do X, Y and Z? But it's really up to Congress. No, I would have remembered an X, Y and Z. I would have remembered that. But instead, I remember Jake Tapper and all of his friends and all of Biden's friends telling me that they could do everything better than Trump. And that when they got in there, they were going to fix things. And somehow it has gotten so, 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 so much worse. But that's also Donald Trump's fault. So he didn't get the benefit of the doubt of, oh, well, it's it's kind of up to Congress, not Trump. And now that he's not even president, it's still his fault. Pretty amazing how they can use him for whatever situation they want. They can use him as an excuse to why Biden can't do it. And then when Trump was president, it wasn't an excuse. Nobody was giving him a pass because his hands were tied. And I should play this last one because it ties into one of my biggest gripes with this whole argument, which is and you heard Joe Biden. So Joe Biden came off the uh, the helicopter or I don't even know where he was coming from. He was coming from St. Croix. He's sunburned, by the way. Someone forgot to put sunblock on his face. So he's beat red, and he's showing up at night, and he's like trying to scurry away from these reporters. And he gets asked about the border, and he says he doesn't have enough money. That's the problem, and this bothers me so much because Eric Adams says it, and Brandon Johnson says it, and all these Democrats say we just need more money. And you know we've put forward a comprehensive immigration plan, but we need more money. That's the as I said yesterday. That is the last thing on planet Earth that any of you politicians need is to get your hands on more money that you can flush down the toilet or that you can send to the border so that the border agents have to learn about pronouns and maternity suits or whatever the latest fad is. You don't need more money. You need to enforce the law. But Jake Tapper also he's also crying poor for the Biden administration. This is cut seven.
3: Yeah. This is a humanitarian crisis. We walked through the centers today, Jake. It would it would make the average American citizen cry to see what's happening here. And it must stop.
2: Right. Which is why uh, some people are saying, why not pass the 14 billion dollar supplemental uh, bill that, that President Biden has put before you to at least try to help with some of these that, issues? That won't
3: solve that no, won't it's not solve any it's of solved. the problems no. I just articulated. Right, no, no, will no. do a darn thing.
2: Well, no. it, yeah, I'm, I'm sure the people, the Border Patrol agents that, that you're with, think it might do something, at least in terms of making their job a little easier for the next month nope. or so. No, nope. no. Actually, they don't, they don't. They don't want the $14 billion? No, no. I just quoted to you the deputy
3: chief of the U.S. Border Patrol, and he said he doesn't need more buckets. In other words, he doesn't need more personnel to handle the flow. He needs to turn the flow off. That's what we're talking about. This right. is not about sending more money
2: down here. It's yeah. about changing the policy, and the White House seems not to understand that. Yeah, but, I mean, even President Trump couldn't couldn't turn the faucet <laughs> off, right? I mean, I understand your point that he did more well, than, he, than Biden did. He but turned like, the flow down. Yeah, but, it, like, it's not—it's it, it's the presidency. It's not— It's not uh, a magician. But let me just ask you one quick question, sir.
0: Yeah, I think it's over. I think uh, Mike Johnson can just walk away at that point. Stop it. You're killing him. He's done. I like how he brings up the magician, though. He's not David Copperfield, okay? He's not David Blaine. He's not Chris Angel. He doesn't have a crystal ball or a magic wand. Magic always comes into play when they're defending Democrats. If I just have a magic wand. Obama said, I don't have a magic wand. Biden says, I don't have a crystal ball. I can't see the future. Why is that always a thing with them? Like, no one's saying you have to have a magic wand. But you said that if you became president, you could fix everything. You make everything better. Now you're talking about magic wands? really really grinds my gears we're gonna talk more about this because i have something else to say in regards to the border when we come back but it's it's getting chilly it's getting cold out actually one of my friends jared just asked me about the gen 40 and said what was that device you had in your house that was making everything warm and i said oh it's the gen 40 and i sent her the link i said you know here's what you want to do check it out because there's a, a lot of different devices you can get from eden pure if you're trying to heat up your home but the reason i really like the gen 40 is well first of all I like the style of it. It looks cool. doesn't take up a lot of space. It's very sleek and stylish, but it really, really works. And it's not a big, heavy device. You can move it around easily. So if you want to keep it in your office, if you want to keep it in your living room, you can heat up where you are without having to heat up the entire house. And that's going to save you a ton of money. And Jared, I don't know how you feel, but right now these bills, every time I open them, it's like a jump scare.
4: Yeah, no, I was actually talking with my wife this morning uh, because, you know, the storm this weekend, we're making sure we have enough fuel, even though it's probably, it's not going to be that terrible, it sounds like, but you want to make sure you have enough fuel, and, you know, we said it's nice that we didn't have to fill up because they do emergency pricing sometimes ahead of storms. So we have enough fuel, but even if we didn't, we have the Gen 40 heater. So that way, if something does happen, if the power goes out um, and we can't get the oil in, we can reset, you know, get the all at the power going out I guess but if we there's a problem with our oil heat the heater goes out we can plug in the gen 40 turn it on we can keep it warm if we need to this weekend and that's the best part is you can supplement your oil or your gas with the Gen 40 heater.
0: And you can get free shipping as an added bonus. Save $50 for one more week with code GRACE50. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use code GRACE50 for the Gen 40 heater. So like I said, go to EdenPureDeals.com. Look at this device. Check out all the features of it, which I think you guys are really going to appreciate. And then before you go, you put in GRACE50 to save that $50 and get free shipping. We'll be right back. This is the Grace Curly Show.
3: Hi, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. I'm taking all your firearm and self-defense questions every Tuesday. Join Grace and me for 2A Tuesday, Tuesdays at 2 p.m.
1: This is the Grace Curley Show.
0: Another texter said, oh, is this a new bumper chair? I like this. Very good. I just saw a text that said, uh, oh, Grace, I saw Jimmy Kimmel is going to sue Aaron Rodgers over a joke. Texters, I love you, but you got to go back and listen. We get this stuff when it's hot off the presses. Like to me at this point, and I'm not being a hater, but to me at this point, that story is stale. Because we reported it, Jared. Was it like two days ago, three days ago? I don't know. Maybe there's been an update that I haven't caught on to. But yeah, if you want to, we have a whole podcast where we get into the Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Kimmel of it all. Um, I'm not going to have time to go into my next beef with the way this administration is handling illegal immigration, um, and I think it deserves a little bit longer of a chunkier. So I'm going to, I'm going to wait on that. But I will give you a tiny hint, which is. I've noticed a pattern with this White House that when they're failing at something, they look to the world. They point to the rest of the world as a cop-out. Like, you know, when you were little and you said, Mom, I used to do this all the time. You come back with like a 65 in math and you would say, Mom, everybody did so bad. Everybody. My friend got a 42. And your mom would say, I don't care about everybody else. I care about you. Mallorca's never learned that. We'll talk about that and Brett Tolman when we come back.